For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. First off, though, before I even get into the video, let me say this. Y'all go and listen and follow Target Talk with the 1400 Club. When I say they will get you hype for the season, they will literally get you hype for the season. As if you needed any more of a reason to be hype for the season. Yo, they have they offer great insight on the team. I, I get like some of the information for this video is from them. It's from one of their shows on the offense. So Trust me when I say these guys are legit, okay? Go follow them. Go listen to their show. These guys know what they're talking about. And I, I think as far as Jackson State, they know the most, more than any other channel or podcast out there about Jackson State. Those dudes know. They really know. Their information is legit. Y'all talking about the Black Woj um, around YouTube? They are the Black Wojes, okay? So definitely... You know, subscribe to their podcast. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 177 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. This is your main man, Ken Clark. Joining me today, I got two superstars in the booth with me today. I got Mr. Zoe Phillips. What's up, Zoe? What's going on, Ken? What's up, Tiger family? What's good? What's good? And then, you know, we had to bring, you know, he came out blazing, had an amazing debut, followed up with a with a, um, a, a superstar performance after that. We got the big Aristotle. A.K.A. B.A., A.K.A. The Diesel, Mr. Shaq. What's up, baby? What's good, bro? What's good, team? How y'all hey, doing, good? man? What's going on, Shaq? All man, good, man. It. We had to sub out Magic Johnson, uh, Mr. Corey C. He, he's still here, but he, he just uh, – he's sitting this one out. But um, today, man, we just – we wanted to come together and um, – and, and kind of talk about some things that you know has been circulating a little bit on and through social media our, our very own prime you know um he has a way with words with using social media to kind of throw jackson state in the headlines and uh, uh recently recently coach prime put out a tweet uh we know that uh ut and oklahoma has decided that they was going to exit the big 12 to go into the sec right so, you know, we knowing that, you know, those are two blue blood programs that are leaving the Big 12, joining a, you know, a powerhouse conference like the SEC. Yeah. Uh, keeping, you know, the, the brand of football in the Big 12. Coach Prime being like his typical self, sends out a tweet, at the Big 12 conference. Coach Prime says, Big 12, I'd love to have a conversation with you at Go JSU Football Tigers, right? And you already know what that ha- what happened when he when he tweeted that. Uh, the, the world goes crazy, right? People pick up on Coach Prime tweet, and 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 it's, lo and behold, follows a bunch of shows asking, you know, can Jackson State go to another conference? So what we what what better way to do it than for a Tiger Talk to come together and, and really have a conversation about it? That's that's what we want to do today. So my question to you guys, man, we'll open it up to whomever. Is this this hyperbole? Is this Coach Prime being slick with the internet? Is this what 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 do, you, what do you take from this? Man, it was Coach Prime giving his usual weekly Guinness tweet. 
Guinness by the <laughs> Guinness by virtue of just saying it was a brilliant tweet. It was just brilliant. Now you got to break that down for us, though. What do you mean by that? I mean, Guinness beer. You know, they're known for saying brilliant. So it was a brilliant tweet. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to sit here and, and ask, you know, like, oh, they assumed, oh, Dion wants to talk to the Big 12 about leaving. He said nothing in the tweet about leaving going anywhere. He just said we well, need to have a conversation. It could be scheduling the game. It could be having a partnership. It could be all different kind of avenues. But because mm-hmm. the tweet was so vague, man, people just take the baton and they just run with it and, and it, it just gets legs. Thus, it did what it was intended to do anyway, which my personal opinion. I felt like it was just it was a perfect avenue to tweet and at somebody to get your name to spread and keep your name out there in the news anyway. So it was brilliant. It did what it was supposed to do. Mm. I, I agree. And when, when I first when I first saw the tweet and the subsequent, you know, shows and, and, and Facebook discussions and everything else on Instagram and Twitter all about it in, in response to it, the first thing that I thought about. You guys remember that progressive insurance commercial where the guy is dangling the dollar on the fishing line? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, you got to be a little quicker. And then they're about to grab and he's like, oh, I gotcha. That's the first <laughs> thing I thought about. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's perfect because, you know, Coach Prime said in some of his earlier dialogues and discussions on Twitter that nothing he does is not, is not by accident. It's all calculated. Yes, right, sir. Right. And, and I look at that as I'm like, it's a calculated move. He's playing chess. Um, and it, it did, it had the desired effect and outcome because people started talking about it. So, mm. you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, just, I mean, we got to go a little further than that. You know, we, we kind of know, uh, we've been around coach prime for say a year now, um, from a Jackson state football standpoint. And I, I guess when I saw it, it was just like, I was more so thinking about what Zoe said, like, man, that was, that was pretty smart. I mean, it was it's already a sensitive subject at the time, right? Cause you got, I, you know, I lived in Austin. I know how important uh, UT football is to uh, the, the city of Austin and as well as the big 12. I mean, it's not many blue bloods in college football. I mean, I think we all agree that, you know, UT is considered a blue blood, even though they haven't had the most recent success that they might have wanted to their standard, you know, Oklahoma has domino- dominated the uh, big 12 when you lose those two type of programs to a conference, you're going to really, you're going to, I mean, that's that, that almost, um, I mean, I would say from an HBCU standpoint, it's similar to FAMU, Bethune Cookman, North Carolina A&T, exiting the MIAC, right? So um, it's a sensitive subject. It's a hot topic. And just like that, man, Coach Prime interjects Jackson State football. And guess what? He's he's got the internet talking about Jackson State again. And um, from a master marketing standpoint, that's I mean, that was back to Zoe's point. That's brilliant. Uh, we we're gonna get a little, I mean, as the show goes on, we're gonna we're gonna take a little deeper dive into kind of a realistic, you know, uh roadmap if Jackson State or if Coach Prime and 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 it, you know the university wanted to, you know, venture into an avenue of possibly step taking a step up we can we can get more into the specifics of that later but just for the tweet itself Zoe, i love what you said man i didn't even think about it like that like he didn't expound on anything he just put out one tweet matter of fact he didn't say anything else he just kind of left it out there dangling (laughs) you know i didn't even think about you know the possibility of scheduling a football game um uh or the possibilities of what that even meant or even if even if the Big 12 would even entertain him. Well, the one thing that really perplexes me with the reaction is Prime has been at Jackson State since January, physically on campus since January, right? This is not his first thing that he's done. He said, on, like Shaq said, numerous occasions that, hey, everything I do is calculated. Mm-hmm. At what point are the masses going to learn? At what point do you not get it? You should know, but he's already shown you so many times that everything he's done is calculated. So instead of just overreacting off a tweet, sit back and wait and watch. You know something's coming. I mean, his his track record since he's been at Jack State is telling you that and showing you that. So why get up and on off a tweet? Like, hey, I, I would take from him like, oh, you know what? Something's coming down the pipe because the dude, he don't tweet. He, he batting a thousand. He don't just tweet for the sake of tweeting. So something's coming down the pipe. Just don't know what it is. So that's the thing that perplexes me. So how this goes to 
oh, man, Jackson State is trying to leave to go to the Big 12. I mean, never mind where FCS will be the first school in history to go from an FCS conference automatically to a Power 5. I mean, but who would be how I going to go? But, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of Captain Obvious is that, that you know, they and, – and here's the thing, man. Jack, Jackson State is hot right now. You know what I mean? Like anytime, you know, you, you see anything with Jackson State in it, if you go and anybody that's, you know, that's making, putting out content, whether it be podcasts or other uh, shows and all respect to them. Listen, man, uh, we support, you know, everybody to, you know, do their thing. But when you go and you look at some of these uh, different platforms that when they feature Jackson State and, and bring out Jackson State content, the numbers are, you know, are it's not even close in relation to the other content that they're putting out versus what they put out uh, in relation to Jackson State. Uh, so I get it. You know, it's an opportunity to to mention Jackson State football again. And hey, we appreciate it because once again, you basically helping to grow the brand. And uh, that's what Coach Prime to me and as well as you guys have stated uh, is, is doing. He's doing a masterful job of it. But you know, before we get into that, we want to get back on track and, and discuss what it is that Coach Prime kind of put out there and kind of put a little context to um, Jackson State. If Jackson State chose to in the future to exit the swag, maybe try to move up into an FBS conference, what does that really look like? And what is the real roadmap? And, and let's 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 speak to the specifics of that. You know, looking at it from a pragmatic standpoint, it's a chess game because there's multiple moves that have to take place in order for the final destination to be to be realized. Mm -hmm. um, and so many people don't know about the requirements for being in a football subdivision, but I, not to deviate from that, but I want to make sure that we also concentrate on how the landscape of FBS, FCS, and the entire NCAA infrastructure is probably going to change over the next one to two years. So we know there's an important meeting coming up with some of the power five teams with the NCAA and, you know, not to be, you know, hypothetically guessing, but I imagine there's going to be some intense discussions in regards to how those top tier teams are aligned within FBS and, and probably creating a separate um, division specifically for them. Um, if I if I had to you know put my money on it, it's it's them trying to make sure that they maintain a division against everyone else. Um, so, but looking at it on the surface, you know this is a seven to ten year plan. Right. Um, if if that was the, the the goal for Jackson State and the goal for you know the university as a whole, um, it's it, it involves multiple moving pieces. It involves outside you know sponsorship activities. It involves the addition of multiple sports on, on the male side and female side. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's, it's, a, it's a strategic plan that has to be implemented and, and, and milestones have to be achieved almost every two years in order for that to be realized. Those are some great points. Um, one of the things that came to mind when you were saying that, Shaq, was just kind of defining the difference between what FCS is and what FBS is all about. Um, I know we say that a lot and we we can just assume that our listeners, you know, fully understand that, you know, Jackson State is in the SWAC, which is an FCS. All FCS schools, um, bar no issues, usually from a football standpoint, they they provide 63 scholarships. So they, they, they offer 63 scholarships. When you talk about an FBS, those uh, universities offer 85 scholarships. So there's a there's a big gap from a monetary standpoint. You mentioned something about uh, you mentioned, you know, the number of actual sports that you have to offer from a male and female uh, standpoint. Uh, not to get too much in the weeds on that. The the if you know the the information is out there, but like you said, if you if if that's something that Jackson State ever desired to do, you know, you can go back into the history and say, ask yourself, has anyone ever left from an FCS and jumped to an FBS level. The, the, the history would tell you uh, FAMU actually has done it in the past, but they operated as an independent um, and not actually being tied to a conference. So 
when you it's so much that's involved in that when you get into the specifics of doing something like that um it's a lot it ain't just let me just go from like zoe said we're not gonna just go from playing in the swag to playing in the big 12. so um we can kind of relax and kind of calm down and just kind of see when coach prime puts something out there this man is operating not, not, let me say this. Let me say it this way, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll pause and let you guys chime in. Because this is what I think about when I see Coach Prime. Coach Prime said something recently in an interview where he talked about how your level of success or your level of um, somebody that is pretty good is not what he sees because he's been to the pinnacle. So when you got a guy like a Coach Prime that's operating on a level, he, his his panorama – is a little bit uh, uh, taller and wider than most. Can we agree on that? <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. So, so, so when this man, when he puts something out, a lot of times Coach Prime has the ability and the vision and the belief and the backing to do something that hasn't been done before. So, you know, it ain't too far-fetched to, that this man could say something and actually – put action behind it to make it manifest and then not be within the, 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 the parameters of what we would call history. It may, uh, we have a slogan at Jackson state called what building on tradition and what blazing, blazing new, new trails. trails. So that means if you're blazing new trails, that means that a trail hadn't already been laid before. So maybe what he's looking at and thinking about and talking about to Shaq's point is not something that's already been done before. Yes. The pieces are going to have to line up, but, Let's not just automatically dismiss it because we don't feel like there's a precedent that's been set in the past that can identify to what this man's vision is. Well, to expound, well, to expound Nick, on that, Cam, I mean, how many times has Coach Prime, from the day he set foot on campus, has said, we're coming to change the game? He said, we're going to do things that's never been done before. And mm -hmm. the, the, the biggest problem with HBCU fans who are seeing what everything that he's done is we're, as a totality, we're pretty much viewing things in the prism of how they've been done before or cool. doing something new at Jackson State, but in a similar fashion. You can't – people don't like or fear what they don't understand. And the thing is – they're not really approving or liking what's being done because they're in a hurry up, wait and see. You know, right now, this guy is telling you he's doing brand new things. We're changing the game. So even like this whole reaching out to to the Big Twelve, I mean, he, I'm it's safe to say he hasn't talked to anybody from the Big Twelve right now. But that bear in mind, I think, in my own personal opinion, that was a shout out for other entities to take a look at. You know, so it's going to in some way it's going to serve into, you know, what it is that he's trying to do. But be it as it may, you know. This coach prime has a plan. He's following his plan and the goals that he has that he's trying to obtain for Jackson State. We haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. We can't and we we can't see what he can see. And that's a problem for a lot of people. And that's I think that's where the disconnect lies at. People are trying to see, but they can't see the forest from the trees because he's over all of it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like he's overreaching above what we're trying to grasp because like he like like, like he mentioned to the football team, you know, I know what's under the Christmas tree, but y'all don't know yet. It's the same thing with his plan. He knows what's under the Christmas tree. We don't know yet. You know, that's, but my that's, that's a good point but, that you bring up, man. Um, and what what you're basically saying is like there's multiple there's there's a duality and there's multiple perspectives because sure. here's the thing as fans we sometimes get we, we sometimes concentrate on our own perspective and that perspective may be 10 to 20 feet right in front of us hmm. now Bingo. there's nothing wrong with having that vision but some people are looking at it from a perspective of 30,000 feet in the air and if you're looking at it from 30,000 feet in the air, you can see a totally different, you know, view. Mm -hmm. You can see the obstacles that are, that are, you know, a year down the road, or in this case, you know, that are further than what the person on the ground can see with their naked eyes. So you're trying to explain something to an audience 
from your viewpoint that they may not be privy to. And they're telling you that, well, this is what I see, you know, 10 feet in front of me, 20 feet in front of me. Both views are correct, but we have to have the trust to understand that the, the leader of the organization has our best interest in mind. And I think that's what gets lost in translation in all of this is that people sometimes stick to their own perspectives and they leave no room for um, a different viewpoint or a different mentality on what's best for um, what's best for us as a people, what's best for our schools and university. And in this case, what's best for the, for the football program. I would say this is that um, if we just stick with what we know to be true, like the facts and the, the data and, and, and we'll just use history as a, as a slide rule, you can look at what North Carolina A&T has exited the MEAC and joined the, was it the Big South? Okay. So they've joined the Big South, but the Big South is still an FCS conference. One of the things that North Carolina A&T had to do in order to even be considered to, to join the Big South is they had to dominate the MEAC. They've, I think we all can agree that North Carolina A&T has dominated the MEAC and has been at the top of the of HBCU football over the past five to seven years. They won multiple celebration bowls. Um, I, I know their base may not be the happiest about leaving the, the MEAC, but you know, their athletic director and, and university uh, president decided, you know, the Big South was the, the best route to take. I think Hampton has even, um, they exited the MEAC as well, if I'm not mistaken, and joined the Big South also. So that, that, that's one example of leaving an FCS conference to join another FCS conference. When you go back into the annals of history and you look at something like uh, a, a, FC, a former FCS program like an Appalachian State, I think we all remember when Lloyd Carr was the head coach at Michigan, Appalachian State was an FCS program that <laughs> got paid to beat – they beat Michigan. Well, fast forward to today, App State is now an FBS program. Now, they, they had to show a level of dominance in the conference that they were playing in to be considered to be added to the conference. Don't even quote me. I'm not sure what conference they're playing in right now. Maybe so you know this, but they're FBS. They're in the Sun Belt. Okay. So there's other programs that were once FCS that are playing in the Sun Belt. Correct me if I'm wrong. Coastal Carolina. Carolina. There you go. So Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern. So what we're talking about is other FCS programs that have played in the playoffs that have played at a high level in the conferences that they played in, and they actually applied to move up to the FBS level, meaning they met all the requirements. They were able to uh, subsidize the monies that they need that was required to sustain those sports and offer those scholarships. They were able to compete at a high enough level to even be considered. So, so like I said, really not to get too long-winded into all the many different examples, I'm pretty sure there are some other FCS schools that have gone FBS that I may have even not even mentioned just then. But what I wanted to do for our listeners is kind of give you a bookmark of some examples of some FCS schools that did leave their conferences from an FCS standpoint that did jump to the FBS. And the ir- irony of it is, is all of those schools that I just mentioned were all in the top 25 of the, F- you know, uh, in, in, in the FBS poll. Uh, this past uh, season, uh, we saw App State, we saw Coastal Carolina, you know, some other schools that used to be FCS in the top 25. So it can be done. However, when we're talking about a Jackson State, from my perspective, in my opinion, can we do it right now? I mean, if we wanted to, yeah, we would have to blaze a new trail to do it. That's not to say it's not impossible. And we don't know what our coach, uh, what kind of strings he could possibly pull, or whatever the case may be. Uh, some may say it's far-fetched and it's impossible, but I don't even really want to leave. Um, I wouldn't want to do what North Carolina A&T just did. I don't want to leave the SWAC because, in my opinion, the SWAC is hot right now. The SWAC is – I also would like to see us dominate the SWAC before we make an exit because I think a kind of a grand exit would be would be awesome for Jackson State. I don't want to be like Texas where they exited the Big 12 when you got the congresswoman – taking jabs, talking about you three and seven against TCU, and maybe you want to go lose to Alabama instead of losing to the Horn Frog. You know what I'm saying? So in my opinion, it can be done. I like Shaq's approach, more of a seven to ten-year plan or five to seven-year plan uh, with a with a vision and a, and, a, and, a, and a captain with a clear plan. But in my opinion, I think I'd rather sit back and dominate. 
let's let the you know we don't know what the NCAA is about to do. There could be some a lot of realignments. I mean, you may even see the SWAC as a whole possibly take a step up. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just Jackson State, but the tweet itself starts the conversation, and then it starts to you know uh, get the brain churning on how we could possibly do it if that was something we really want to do. I think, you know, going back to reflect on this, I think that was Coach Prime's, his plan. And not to speak, you know, for him. You mm-hmm. know, this is just my 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 opinion, of course. But I I think he put it out there to just create um, and, and start to drive the imagination. Because, you know, here's the thing that we got to look at um, from a from a realistic standpoint with not only our conference, but our people we have been so conditioned to accept mediocrity as normalcy that Mm. we don't, we don't realize that we're operating in a dysfunctional environment. You know, that I don't, I I don't want to sound too harsh, but we don't realize sometimes what's really out there and, and, and how we can excel and exceed past, you know, some of what, what's really in our in our purview, what's really in front of us. Um, and it takes it takes somebody that's coming from with an outside perspective to sometimes say, look, you know, there's a different way and there's a different approach uh, to get this job done. And, and here's what you can do. Um, and and for and for those individuals who are, you know, receptive to their philosophy, you know, they're likely going to thrive. But if you're going to do what you've always done you're going to get what you've always gotten. Mm. That's a word, my brother. Um, I don't think you're being too harsh. I think this is the beauty of a tiger talk with the 1400 club type. This is, this is what podcasting and, you know, this is why I wanted to sit down with you and Zoe. Cause I, I felt like there was some perspective. Now I, I wanted us to talk about it because everybody that's speaking on it from an external standpoint I've listened to the other outlets. I've listened to what they've had to say about this. And I haven't found many that have said, you know, that have spoken on it that wasn't kind of slanted. And I think you know what I mean when I say that. So pardon us, you know, we, you know, we we don't we not everything is hate, you know. We we're aware of you know, where we are and where we've been and, and kind of, but we also know when things are being discussed with a, you know, with objectivity, you know what I mean? And it's not so much as just somebody just trying to, you know, just, just poo poo on the idea and say, y'all ain't done this. Y'all ain't done that. I I love what you just said though, you know, because it, you know, what you just said was if you basically, if you want to get something you've never gotten before, you got to do something you've never done. You know what I mean? And and I think we we I think we're off to a good start with that. Well, to touch on, I guess, me both of you guys in the middle, like you just made a comment. You stated that you you there's some people with some objectivity. In my opinion, dealing with most people who deal with HBCU football, I disagree. I tend to think it's a lot of Jose's out there, jealous ones still envy. Now, when I say that, people hear this, they may think, well, Jack State been losing. Why are we jealous? It's not about what we did. It's about what we're about to do and what you feel that we're about to do, what we're on the cusp of doing. Because why would this, why would this even have this much traction? Let's not mistake this. We are a sleeping giant. And everybody knows this. And put, now you add the fact of having Coach Prime in that mix, and it's a combustion. And everybody feels the underbelly about to explode when, it, when this fall rolls around. I, too, would like to see the swipe move up as an FBS conference. But, you know, some people say, well, hey, Jackson State would have to win and go on this great winning streak like A&T to move up. No, we don't. Our brand is strong. The potential in marketing that we have is strong. I can give some other examples of plenty of teams on the FCS level that moved up to FBS. They weren't winning. UNC Charlotte, they just started a brand new program. They moved up. They weren't winning. Facts. And they, they're at Conference USA right now. Facts. I mean, you got you got other schools at Conference USA. They weren't winning on FCS, but they moved up. And our brand, as it is right now, as an FCS school, is stronger than all of them. Jackson State, mm-hmm. Jackson State brand is bigger than 
Then Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina was ranked in the top 15 in the country last year. I'm talking about FBS. Our brand is bigger than theirs. That's facts. So no, we so, don't have to so we don't have to go on this great winning streak and win the swag six years in a row to move up. So Coastal Carolina, let's just use them for example, because you talked about the base fan base being our brand being bigger. What would you say would be the thing that would separate? So our listeners would understand because this this is what happens. We we tend to be homers sometimes. You know, we tend to think that Jackson State is the, you know, the end all be all. All we can think is Jackson State. We really uh, sometimes our perspective gets a little narrow. My question would be if I'm someone that doesn't really understand anything that you're talking about and I came to you outside of Jackson State being a HBCU or historically black college university, you take a coastal Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. What is the difference? Is it just money? It's only money. That's the only so thing. So it's just money. With. Okay. But so, hold on, but but don't don't think that we don't so explain, have. Is, expound, ex, before you before you comment, ex, expound on that. Like, what do you mean when you say is it money? Is it athletic budget? Is it facility? Like, break that down a little bit more so we could kind of add a little bit more meat to that. Well, right now, as Jackson State is constructed, it's facilities and money. But for everything that's coming down the pipe from a facility standpoint, and what we can also add on in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Really, I would say right now it's money because, for example, we're going to have a pavilion. Coastal Carolina don't have that right now, you know, so they're still maintaining and growing things as well. They have a beautiful baseball park. We don't have that just yet, but we have planning to work to upgrade our facilities. So once we upgrade those facilities, we could be on, on par with those. Now, the now the thing is, it will be money from a bu- athletic budget standpoint, but also understand that our budget is not a finality. Our budget can grow. Doesn't mean just because of where it is doesn't mean it can't grow. Our budget can't grow, and that's what Coach Prime comes into play. And how so, do you grow your budget? There are several factors. I mean, our our donors can donate more. We can get more. Um, we can actually, uh, you know, get more relationship with the local business uh, vendors in in Jackson. We can get more sponsorships. Uh, okay. You know, and, and and have more alums to give back. Um, there are several different entities that we could do to actually raise funds to grow our actual, you know, to grow our athletic budget. But, okay. but be it as it may, just to touch on, let's just say, for example, let's say Jackson State were to go and win the SWAC the next three years. You know, Coach Prime still at the hill. By this time, Shadur is a senior. And let's say, just playing, uh, throwing some hypothetical out there, let's say I'm going to use the Sun Belt for an example. The Sun Belt is a great football conference. That's what Coastal Carolina is in right now. And if you look at the landscape, it's basically the same exact footprint of the, as the SWAC. But get but it's one state that's missing in the Sun Belt. It's Mississippi. It goes straight from mm. Alabama to Louisiana, straight to Texas. It's the SWAC footprint. And guess what? Jackson State, the moment it steps foot into the Sun Belt, will probably have the biggest brand from a football standpoint in the Sun Belt Conference. And we're an FCS school. So again, if Jackson were to raise our budget and we get in that conference, you know, look at you. Look at ULM. Jackson State has, you know, we, we, I mean, as it stands right now, when our facility upgrades that we're going to get, we'll have better facilities than ULM. They're in the Sun Belt right now. You know, I, have- and I think I think the biggest thing too, though, is that it's not just football. You know, sure, we talk exactly. about the difference between going from FCS to FBS. We do want to kind of shine. You have that number amount of us. I think, I think, was it 16? I think, uh, is it 16? 16 varsity sports. And gotcha. it would include a minimum of six sports for males and okay. a minimum of eight sports for females. And, and what it ties down to, it comes back to Title IX. But here's here's the thing. We're already complying in that regard when it comes to FBS. Because bear in mind, we're Division One in all sports already. So we're compliant in that mm-hmm. right now. So as it stands for Jackson State, the only thing that we'll need to do in regards to being an FBS school, and let me also say, FCS gives 63 scholarship, but that's a split, meaning that you can could, you could share the scholarships. Once you go FBS, it's 85 one-for-one scholarships, meaning that you're giving one scholarship for every player. So you're giving mm-hmm. out actually 85 scholarships. That's the only difference. Once we're able to give out the, you know, raise the funds and give the additional uh, scholarships to meet, meet put us at 85, we're good to go. I mean, we don't have an attendance requirement right now. You're going to have that once you go uh, FBS. But w- 
as it, as it stands right now, if we're in the Sun Belt, <laughs> it, it look, if we go to the Sun Belt, we're leading the Sun Belt hey, in attendance lead, right hey, now. Hey, 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 that's one thing I know from a Tiger standpoint. We gonna we gonna be all right on attendance. Yeah, the, you know the what I mean. This requirement for FBS is fifteen thousand. And, oh, 15, and, 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 15, and it's fifteen, and it's fifteen, and it's and it's fifteen thousand paid. We lead the Sun Belt in attendance right now. So, so, so let's let's kind of bring it all together for me, you know, for you know, kind of, I'm because what I'm thinking is more so for the listeners that's kind of tuning in, trying to really grasp this. Mind you, I mean, we got multiple things that we're saying all at one time right now. You know, we're saying that Jackson State really. Um, we're really primed <laughs> for a jump if we really wanted to. We already kind of checked the boxes on a lot of that. So when you look at a coach prime, all right, we this is thing. This is something we have to make. I, you know, I sat in the room with this. Corey can speak to this as well. This is not a man that <laughs> that doesn't. That, that this man is usually five steps ahead of everybody that's in the room. I'm telling you, Corey. You know, Corey can speak to this. You know, on his own, and and, and I'm pretty sure. All of those that had an opportunity to sit in the presence man, I mean, this is a visionary. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about structure. I'm talking about a, a, a man that, 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 that formulates a plan and works his plan. So what I'm saying is this, he's not waiting till we get everything to start talking about this. I saw that as a seed. He started planting the seeds. Yeah, so it's, if it's, it's the same way with doubt. If somebody started planting seeds of doubt, them the people you kind of want to distance yourself from because the more you entertain it, the more you start to think that it's impossible that it can't happen. It works the same way on the other side, though. So, um, like we said, it, it's it's worth the conversation, uh, but we wanted to kind of add a little bit more substance to exactly what it would look like to do something like that and to say – don't just dismiss it and say, oh, you guys ain't won because it's from what I'm hearing. And y'all correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm taking a kind of a more of a of a student approach on this one. I know a little something, something on this in this regard, but I know you guys are, are, are kind of well versed in this in this particular topic. Checking a lot of the boxes, you know, that would equate an FCS to FBS move. Um, so, Zoe, you're saying. Basically, what it comes down to really is money from Dude. from a, and, and and a finality of facility upgrades. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's it. How about you, Shaq? What do you think? I mean, I, he, he's right. Money, money is one of the biggest factors in this because what what we did not include is the amount of scholarships that we're going to have to annually offer over over a period of time, mm-hmm. and and I think from a strategic standpoint. That's what some of those those universities and colleges that we that were aforementioned, that's what they had to do. And that's what was part of their strategic plan. I mean, mm-hmm. because let, let's look at this from a historical analysis standpoint. Okay. Several of these teams, Jackson State played in when we did participate in the um in back then it was called the one double A playoffs. Several of those teams were in those playoff structures. Mm-hmm. And and now we're seeing them you know, bypass the swag per se. And, and and back then, you know, those games were extremely competitive and games that, you know, undoubtedly many of them we could have won. Uh, but, you know, because of circumstances or because of, you know, resources or whatnot, you know, we, we usually fell behind. But, you know, looking at this from a historical analysis, and I hate, again, and this is going to sound harsh, so... Say it. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Preach. Because we create the doubt. We create the mm. pessimism. And, and we create the the um, the obstacles that that we complain about. We complain yes. about all of the issues, you know, that prevent us from from having the hope and faith and the persistent attitude to achieve some of this. And at the end of the day, the architect of some of those obstacles is us yes absolutely the the day, it's us uh, you remember this and, and y'all remember this man coach prime did an interview since he's been our head coach i i you know my memory doesn't serve me as far as the exact date but you're gonna remember this when i when when, when we uh when i say this he talked about many of our cars have been parked for quite a while for a long time now and in that conversation he said our cars are parked 
That's what he said. Now, one of the things he went on to say was, he said, when is the last time you asked God to expand your, your, your area, your, your, your space, your territory, your territory. What I, I forgive me if forgive me, Coach Prime, if you listen to this, and I, I fail to mention the exact word, but it was more along the line. I'm gonna just give you a summary version of it. When is the last time you asked God to expand your space to operate within? It goes back to what you just sh- said, Shaq. I'm only gonna get what I'm used to because I'm only gonna give what I'm used to giving. I ain't willing to dig a little further. I ain't willing that go. Anytime a man like that comes in, he he knew where he was saying this. I believe is a real thing, man. And I and I and I, the question would 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 you know you can pose to 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 many is that do you really believe? Do you believe? We still got fans that are, and I'm not. I'm 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 one sect that is a little bit less careful with my words. I try not to be. I don't curse and try to attack anybody, but I just I'm just straightforward, man. And I know, you know, some of the things that we see is 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 we are our own worst enemy. We yep. still got some fans that don't that's still trying to separate Coach Prime from Jackson State. And I'm gonna just I'm not gonna go into that, but I'm just saying I'm talking about where Coach Prime is here and Jackson State is there. <laughs> and, and, and and you you know you're gonna always be Dion Coach Prime Sanders, but how dare you try to co-mingle um your brand into into Jackson State, and I'm talking about those that's in the family, man. So, you know, a, a lot of the things that he's he's trying to do uh, within uh, the university and in this space that he's been uh, allowed to be uh, um, occupied right now is expand, move us into places we've never even. And here's the other thing: we've sat back and complained about this for a long time, man. We've yeah. always complained about not getting some of this stuff, not yeah. being allowed, not being considered, looked over, uh, doubted, disrespected. Yet, when the when the help arrives to help us gain some of those things, we still don't believe. Yet, we're walking around with a roster. I say that mirrors in Coastal Carolina, mirrors the App State. I'm willing to put our roster right now versus some of these schools that have made that jump. Because my question to you is this right here. I I, I don't know about you guys. Well, yeah, I do. I, I expect now, now we got to get past FAMU and get past Tennessee State, but I expect us to not only just be competitive versus UL, ULM, I, I expect to see Jackson State come out on top. That's just my opinion, you know, but, you know, maybe I'm foolish enough to believe that. No, nah, you're, you're not foolish because – Here's the thing that we have to start realizing. Um, Hope is all talk, but Mm. faith is all walk. (laughs) All right. And I'm going to say that again. Hope is just the talking. Faith is the walking. And what Coach Prime is basically saying is, I believe. And that means that we got to put some efforts, some tangible efforts and footsteps behind that. Mm-hmm. Well, Shaq, I got to tell you, Coach Prime in one of his great IG videos before the spring season, he was notorious for saying he walk it like he talk it. Hey, that's what you got to do. So, got to do uh, that. So, the thing about Coach Prime, man, uh, over everything, he's a conduit of change. Um, and I, I tell agree. people all the time, don't ask God to move. You ain't ready to move your feet, man. And so, um, mm. I think I think a lot of our fans, you know the negative Nancy's out there, I basically just believe they got PTSD from, you know, losing the way that we have. But I, everything that you guys have said, go back and go to the press conference. He addressed everything you just said in the press conference. That's like right. you say, like you say, faith, you know, uh, having hope, you know, is just, is just talking. Faith is walking. Well, he stated, that's why that moniker is there. I believe. You got to have faith, not hope. You got to have faith that we're going to get it right. Now, granted, you know, we made some bad decisions with coaches and they've done some things. So it kind of questioned you to sit there and say, I'm going to see what he does. Well, I feel like, man, everything that he's done off the field and people want to say, well, I got to see what he does on the field. It's all relatable to the, uh, together. They're all in cohesion with each other. So, I mean, at, at this at this juncture, man, the dude is winning. I mean, even even in the in in, in the spring season, uh, like I said, no coach in college football history got a job, and then four weeks later had a game. 
He did that with a brand new team. Has the expectations to win. Yeah. But here's the thing. And win fast. <laughs> but here's the thing. Even <laughs> but even in that spring season, no matter how it turned out, he finished 500. I mean, guess what? In comparison to all the previous coaches that we had since coming to love, who finished 500 or better? None of them. We had one 500 year. But, but that ain't good enough. Uh-oh, speaking but, of uh, speaking of five hundred, though, Zoe, I, I don't, don't make me go into history, in the history books. But we actually had a coach that we herald as one of the greatest, uh, if not the greatest, in our own history. That won eight SWAC championships out of eleven years, followed up by a five hundred year, and we 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 forced him into uh, into retirement. So yeah, <laughs> so we we could we can go into history and, and show how sometimes our expectations could be. Somewhat unrealistic, but you know, ludicrous. Uh, it, it can be, but Coach Prime does have to win. I think he would be the first to tell you that they got to win. They know that by by bringing in a roster of that type uh, that we have now, that it's only heightened the pressure, and I I think they welcome that. But for now, I, I, like I said, I, I I love the conversation, guys, and it's just it's added. Uh, I've even learned, um, you know, a, a good bit sitting here talking about this and, um, I'm sure our listeners will get a, a, a lot out of this as well. Um, so I guess the biggest thing would be, I heard this kind of come up that there was something, I don't know how these people find this information about there being a clause in coach prime's contract that, you know, he gets something if we move into another conference and they're, they speculating that maybe that's why he said what he said. But um, what do you guys think about that? I don't think anything about it. I mean, it's just a clause. <laughs> I mean, and then it just so happened if we go, then he get an extra $100,000. I mean, there's nothing to find up on. I don't think that's a motivator to say, hey, I have this clause, so let me go try to get, you know. Coach Prime is not hurting for money, so he's not trying to sit here and say, oh, man, let me go and hit this clause because I definitely need that $100,000 for that bonus. It, 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 needed, be great. Hey, so, it needed to be right. said. <laughs> I mean, and, look, and again, we we talked about this earlier during the introductory part um, of this of this podcast, but we don't know what the landscape is going to look like for the NCAA. Facts, correct? For two years, facts. And you know, for all we know, they they may decide. You know what? We're going to do away with FCS and FBS. Facts. Right. They could just say we're just going to call it Division One and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they may even just create three new tiers. Who knows? But um, you know, just to speculate now, you know, just for the sake of speculating, it's 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 interest. It's an interesting time uh, to be in sports right now because now with NIL and and with the intended, you know, effects of NIL because there's always going to be a cause and effect, right? There's mm-hmm. always going to be some things that are going to come in response to it. I'm I'm interested to see, you know, what's going to happen to the entire FBS FCS structure, um, and even the the teams below that, uh, and to see how, you know, it's going to affect you know how we operate uh, as a division and, and as a conference, especially because let's I mean hypothetically, let's say if they do decide to to move the entire FCS you know divisions up to participate with FBS. But they create a separate tier for those top tier, um, um, you know, FBS programs like the Ohio States, the USC's, the Miami's, mm-hmm. the Alabama's, et cetera. You know, we get an opportunity to play in a bowl game, mm-hmm. multiple bowl games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen? But know this with NIL, nothing is going to remain the same anymore. Agreed. Or better yet, to change. Or, or better yet, who's even say that the NCAA will still be in existence three years from now? That's a good. That's another good point. That's another very good do, point. Do you have the date? They, they released a date where they're going to be having a meeting. The NCAA will be. It's coming soon. I know. Um, interesting to see how that plays out. What comes from that meeting and uh, what kind of changes we see to go about? Because, I mean, this uh, NIL, um, you know, rollout has been a game changer for the for the NCAA, which has made them have to regroup. And like I said, I love what you're saying. I mean, it very well could be something like that where they could um, move into tiers and, um, you know, 
if you get the players, though, if you get the players, which I think we all can agree that Coach Prime is recruiting on an F on an on a high FBS level. Um then it comes down to just a few other things. You know, we gotta see the recruiting manifest itself into winning. Once the winning happens, you can best believe that this conversation is gonna be revisited. And I think it's gonna be a little bit more smoke behind it next time it comes up. I don't think Coach Prime is a man that says things arbitrarily just to say them. <laughs> you don't waste a lot of his words sometimes. You know, he jokes around, but, um, you know, there's a method yeah, to the madness, man. Yeah. Speaking of recruiting, the recruit class we had mm-hmm. would be the number one class in the MAC, number one class in the Sun Belt, number mm. one class in Conference USA. It's in the top three of the American Conference. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I say that to say this, just speak on, you know, the, the whole FBS model. I mean, they're, they're in lives right now. We're in FCS school. We're recruiting on the FBS level right now. Well, I mean, and you know, the cool part about that, Zoe, is that we haven't seen Coach Prime really hit the bet, hit the hit the front rooms and and sit on the mama's couches and eat the mama's cooking and and really get in the homes like we know that he's going to in the near future for yep. recruiting visits. Uh, this has all been done in a COVID year, where um, it's mostly been done through social media. The uh, game's changing, and we, we actually have a trailblazer that is our coach. Don't believe me? Everybody's eating. And I, what I mean by that is, is that you mentioned we made we alluded to some, um, like I said, some some different platforms that have kind of resurfaced ever since the, um, Coach Prime has taken the helm at Jackson State. Some of them have already existed. They may have segued and kind of jumped on board. But here's the thing, man. Um, one of the things nobody can deny is is the use of social media and putting out of videos. You're starting to see a lot of universities in the conference and the SWAC to put out content now. You know what I mean? So if you can see a man show up and kind of change the activity and the behaviors of people around you, then we're foolish enough to think that he can also change kind of the way some things have been operating. Because the NCAA has changed, hasn't it, with NIL? Um, Coach Prime comes in with social media and, and, and videography and changes the, the way he's recruiting, right? And maybe some people start to act. Then why can't he do the same thing when it comes to possibly moving from one conference to the next? Don't put anything past it. Don't don't doubt it. You know, it's definitely possible. I think we got the right person at the, you know, that's leading the charge to get us to wherever it is that he feels is the best place for us to be. Along well, with A.B. Robinson and, 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 and President Hudson and, you know, the leadership at the university, which is doing a phenomenal job. And look, I want I want to add something. We can look at uh, on September 12, 1970, the okay. game between USC and the University of Alabama as being the turning point or the pinnacle uh, with the changing landscape for HBCUs and a creation of a paradigm shift and in the in the foundational you know difference between fbs programs or top tier programs if you will finally starting to take black athletes and we look at that as being the pinnacle there was a changing point and i bring that up because i think that coach prime coming to jackson state could also be that changing pinnacle moment in the paradigm shift and here's the thing september 12 1970 if you transpose that number, Coach Prime came here September 21st. As he announced. Did. Think about that for a moment. Well, I'm going to call him Paradigm Prime from now on then. Appreciate that, Shaq. <laughs> no doubt, bro. Oh. No doubt. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Hey, hey, listen. you, you Bro, big Aristotle, man. See what I mean? Uh, your name you served that you served that name per- perfectly man it fits you perfectly my man man I appreciate but no that. that was that was but you you bring up a really good point Zach. i mean when you go back into we just uh recently had the nfl hall of fame right and you you see a lot of these african-american um uh, athletes that that played it, it brings back our four football hall of fames um you know 
as our coach. He's, he's, he's an NFL Hall of Famer, but uh, we have four that actually played at, at at university. And at that time, they you know Jackson State, and uh, you go into the seventies, man. You, you, what year was that? You say Shaq was seventy two. Nineteen seventy is when USC played. Nineteen seventy Alabama. So. You know, at the time, you know, they, they, they weren't really recruiting African-American players. And, you, you know, when you start to see one team bring in African-American players and those team that team get to be really good in order to stay competitive, they started recruiting the players that used to not at one point in time be able to come to those universities. Um, now you find us in a situation where those athletes are starting to come back. And I'm not talking about just come back in, in they're coming back in, 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 in a higher level. If you see that happen and you see coach prime do exactly what he said he was going to do, which is what level the playing field. Hey man, the sky's the limit. As you say, paradigm changes. And, and, and now we can see in, in, in a, a powerhouse HBCU competing at the level of some of these uh, mid-major uh I would say FBS schools. I'm not going to say power five just yet. We want to see us compete on a level of, um, of some of these mid majors and then kind of elevate, but man, this has been a phenomenal show, man. I, like I said, we wanted to just kind of sit down and um, kind of do more of a round table, not so much as be more structured with it. So that way we can kind of free flow. Um, you guys got anything you want to touch on or add before we go ahead and close the show out? Two simple words. I believe there it is. So? I concur. I believe. Well, I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna switch it up. You know, I believe, man. And uh we believe in, in the 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 leadership uh, of our program with Coach Prime and, and what he's doing at at our beloved university. And um, you know, that'll do it. You know, another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. It's your main man, Ken Clark. We got Zoe Phillips in the house, and we got the big Aristotle, Mr. Shaq himself. And uh, just, you know, thank you guys, man. And uh, until until then, we'll be back. Can you, I mean, think about that much. September 12th, 1970. And you transposed that, and that's September 21 when Prime. When Prime was announced as head coach, I mean, hey, 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 yeah. hey, hey, but let me let me say this though, you said something, bro. You really dropped dropped the gym because I didn't even think about it, but you hit the nail on the head, and it's true. People don't want to pe- people don't want to admit because they don't they don't see something until it's too late. You know what I'm saying? But Dion is the paradigm shift. Yeah, he is. He, he is, is a paradigm shift. There's no time in history that you can go back and uh core, you still recording? It's always recording. All right, good deal. So uh, so really, man, and you can take some of this anyway, shut up, Ken. You don't already um, know what I'm thinking over here. I know, I know, I know. So, you so, gotta so, advise me. I know, man. I'm I'm messed up. Up. But no, think about it, man. Like, there is no time in history that you can go back and find a situation like here at Jackson state with a coach prime with a, a man of that magnitude, with that type of brand recognition and that type of football reputation or whatever you name it. There is no example of this. Well, see the thing about people not seeing it when it comes to anything that people talk about or draw from when you use people need a reference point. And see, that's the problem. That's why it's a paradigm shift. You don't have anything to draw back from. Just like when he mm. used the USC example, that was the first time a black team, well, they were white, but integrated team, but they had good black players. Mm-hmm. And Bear Bryant scheduled them on purpose. And that, that, that was going to be the gateway for me to start getting them black kids over here at Bama because I need them. So Dion is paradigm because you don't have anything to draw from to say, I got an example or a reference point of what There's Jackson no State is reference. doing. Exactly. There is, no there is no framework to draw from to say what Jackson is doing. So guess what? So since you don't have nothing to draw from or to pull from, you, you got to take it at face value. And the dude is coming in and prime is being prime. I'm telling you, I'm changing the game. I see what Jack State is in. I see what they need I mean, and I see what they can let be. Let me say this. Let me say this, man. And I and I'm just this is just me talking. 
And I don't really care because I, I mean, if you really believe, because when you talk about it, I believe, or you talk about a belief system, we're talking about a lot of times you, they say faith is the, um, is the um, evidence of things not seen, right? Um, you got a very similar kind of an allegorical type situation with Coach Prime. And people don't like to mention this because, you know, we're in the South and we get a little scary when we get to talking about, you know, hope. Hope shows up in the form of a man. And a lot of times when you go and you read the Bible and stuff like that, we're really reading historical events that occurred as if it was written when it was happening. It actually wasn't. You're actually reading something that transpired where there was no script at the time. You follow what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. technically, you 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 have a man that shows up. And I hey, listen, man, I'm just telling you when it is what it is, it is what it is. Right. You got a man that showed up. And I'm not saying Coach Prime is a, a second coming of Christ or anything like that. But I'm talking about when you take a man that shows up trying to help those in a form that you've never seen before. It was the that he was helping that put him on the cross. You follow what I'm saying? The one that mm-hmm. crucified the Messiah, man, or Christ, was the one that he was helping, man. That's just all I'm saying. So you got a man that shows up. And they used to hear it. And they like, wait a minute, bro. Who are you? How dare you show up and come? T-? So my point is, bro, I see it. You see it. Many see it. And that's why I love what Shaq said. Because Shaq, I know you was kind of towing that line because you know how we are. You know what I'm saying? But boy, oh boy. So, this is like let, a, let a, a live. You. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Look, what, what you're saying is, 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 I didn't realize it until, until now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, 100% serious. I didn't realize what I said until now in the impact of it. Because here's the thing. From September, when I when I said that about Alabama and USC, yep. that's fifty years to the date for Do September twenty first for for Coach Prime being announced as as yep. the, as the head coach. But fifty years. Keep this in mind. Guess what? Fifty years is biblical. Jubilee. It's a Pentecost. jubilee, it's and a it's jubilee. called a golden jubilee. Yes, sir. And here's the definition of a golden jubilee. A day when all the loans, debts were forgotten and forgiven to the one who took a debt and all the slaves were released and all the things taken were turned back to the people they would they belong to. It was a day when harmony was established. This is divine ordering, bro. I'm telling you, man, you do not get we and the hit. You know what? You know what? You know how I know that that's true. And I don't care what nobody says. They say y'all crazy. Because if you look at Jackson State, we were in a extremely bad situation, bro. It got about as bad as it could be at fourteen hundred JR list. We fell and we fell hard, man. And here you got this man show up and give us all this shit that we ain't deserving of, man. We ain't deserving a coach prime like that. We not. Well, touch one. Shaq said, I I can't say a word, so I'm over here. I'm just waving my hand. Y'all can't see me, so I'm just waving my hand. <laughs> like the little baby when he holding his hand up and just moving back and forth on the little gift. Look, that 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 thing sent chills through my body, man, when, when I saw that, that correlation and that parallel between September 12, 1970 and September 21st, 2020. Hey man, it's it's, it's, it's it's actually scary when you say that because yeah, he is a paradigm shift. This is not no, this is not me with my blue and white glasses on. This is not no hyperbole. He is a paradigm shift. None has come before him. There's nothing been in the HBCU circles, you know, since we've been playing ball. We there, there is no example of this. Not only watch this. Not only for HBCU ball, what Prime is doing, Prime being the coach. This has never been done in the annual of the football. Deion Sanders basically is Michael Jordan and cliques. Man, there is nothing like an HBCU, period. There is nothing like HBCU football. Thing that has been an issue with HBCU football is talent level and resources. That has always been the issue. Yep. Because hey, really, just hit me out, man. You take an HBCU and give the HBCU what 
Alabama has. So they cannot compete. You ain't got to tell me. You can't, they it just they cannot compete. They'll be listen, they can compete from a football standpoint because they got everything that money can buy. But man, let me tell you something that money can't pay for. Money cannot buy culture. Mm-mm. Okay. Money can't buy it love. Cannot buy, it can't, I'm just saying it can't buy true. Now I get it, man. Get it. You can't duplicate it, even if you try to, because it's 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 built with with with, with some special stuff, man. So this paradigm shift of the, of Coach Prime coming to an HBCU where he's taking the pinnacle of football from a brand standpoint and marrying it to the largest HBCU brand in America from a football standpoint. This is special, man. Also, this look, when, when we talk about culture, let me add this too. When we talk about culture, culture is just not the the ambiance of the football game. I mean, not the bands and, bands and the, and the chilies and, and the fraternities and sororities. That, that, that ain't all the, the culture encompasses. It's everything. It's the totality of attending the school. I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. Like, it, it's just maybe people feel like we say that because we love Jackson State and love HBCU football, but man, oh, man. I just, I, I, I've never, I've always fantasized about this stuff happening, Shaq. But when you just said this paradigm shift and 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 use that reference point, man, that was a that was a beautiful set. I mean, that was a beautiful example, man, because we really are living something. We're living a paradigm shift, and usually when you usually when you're living it, you don't really appreciate it. It's not until later on when you look back and you say, Man, yeah. not me this though. Started, this on, all yeah. started. Not me though, baby. <laughs> not me though, baby. I'm in it. No, I mean, when, when no, I no, said no. that, I told you, man, chills, chills went through my body, bro. When I saw the correlation, I was like, That's a what, 50 what? year difference. Damn, it is. That's just and the number th- transposed September 12th, September 21st. I was always told, so I didn't mean to cut you off, is that number, that math is the only true science. It is. Well, it's the so when you talk about And that'll do it for episode 177 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.